Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every day at midnight Eastern. That's 9 p.m. Pacific for about an hour each night. Uh, we do three gun-related topics, different topics throughout the week. We run it live on YouTube. We simulcast it over at gunchannels.com, where we're watching the comments from the people that are following the show live. Uh, we're also watching the comments over on the YouTube. We'll take the best of the shows and post them up on the iTunes as a podcast. So we appreciate everybody that watches the show live and is, uh, as well as people that listen to it after uh, on the various platforms, especially those that take the time to leave us some feedback, to subscribe to the channels, and to like all the different ways that you can interact with those platforms. Uh, let us know you're out there. So we appreciate that. It's nice to see numbers happen. But more importantly, it's exercising uh, your tool. The, the The platform that you're using is a tool, and your interaction with it uh, with intent is how you guide that tool to either do or show the kind of stuff you want to see. So by liking and subscribing and commenting on our videos, you're creating interactions that help our shows to be recommended to more listeners. So we do appreciate that. And if you need some sort of uh, proof you know, of that happening, it's theory uh, most of the time when we talk about these things, you know, we have to go on basically uh, techno faith, I guess, that you know these systems work. But uh, we saw just recently with Patreon that a bunch of people did a massive outcry when they changed the policy. They saw that, they reacted, and I guess did not go with the change of policy. So there's definitely value to uh, these efforts. That's why we recommend, that's why we encourage it at the beginning of the show each day. Uh, let's see, we uh, have hosts. Uh, Bob's jumping in from Canada. Thanks for joining. Howdy ho, friends and neighbors. And then we got Jimmy jumping in from the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Hey, hey, good to be here. And what'd you do to G? You just threw him out. I'm, a, I'm just electric, what can I say? Give you a little bit of power, and man. Or that net neutrality, man. It's just getting me. Yeah. I think I think we also gave uh, Jimmy too much power. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> It's one of those things where if you give someone absolute power, it's not that it's going to corrupt them. It's just that they're tempted to use it, to, to wield that power. Otherwise, it's like they don't even have it. We're, we suffer. Uh, so you're saying like Jim is like Weinstein. Weinstein? No. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, we're in episode 463. It's a Wednesday, so we'll be doing entertainment topics. We come up with our topics on Monday, so a lot of these topics came up from people in the audience, so we appreciate your helping to guide the show. That means the show isn't following the news of the day, like the show we just listened to, which he was only listening to the news of the year, actually. But it was actually kind of fun. But as an alternative to that, you know, we do talk about the news of the day. It's important. Uh, that way, when we go out to our school, our work, our churches, our civic organizations, just on the street, I was at a laundromat today, a conversation might have come up, who knows. Uh, the more prepared we are to have those conversations, to know the other points of view, and to you know, have, have had previous conversations, you know, the better off we are. Uh, but in our show, since we 
do so much that on the other shows we try to do a different thing. So what we're doing is uh, gun-related topics, but topics that just come from the audience, and we just touch on things, things you can hopefully again take out to the real world, conversations with your friends or your your family or people at the range or at the gun shop or the gun show or whatever it might be. Anyway, today we have entertainment. Uh, we'll be talking about sex and guns, so that's why Bob showed up today. Then we got good idea, bad idea, talking about gun furniture in the house. I think that's the, the height of gun type of furniture, specifically. And then on Wednesdays, we do the hashtag Daily Gun Show Showdown. So you still have time if you use the Instagrams and you post pictures up there, then we encourage you to use the hashtag Daily Gun Show. When you do, uh, we're about to go look at those pictures. We had 1,340 of them last week, so hopefully we'll have many more than that this week. And uh, we'll go through them and judge them. And we'll tell you what the best picture on the Instagram is this week. Of course, we do the gun, of the gun shop of the day and the gun of the day and all kinds of other stuff. But um, anything to dig into? Like I said, it's neat with the new time slot. We get to uh, judge all the other shows that happened before us. And today's Wednesday, so we had an interesting one with Ghost that was out of nowhere, uh, Clover. And then uh, Matt just finished a, a long, long chat looking back at the year 2017. <laughs> Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> that sounds like it would have been an aggravating chat. It was definitely an interesting one. So if it's okay with you guys, we're going to talk about Kathy Griffith for the rest of the show. Oh, what about Kathy Griffith? What would you do now? <laughs> we're not. We're definitely not going to even mention her again. So um, if you do want to hear more about weird stuff like that, go watch Matt's chat. If he's been doing that now, you could call him the godfather of... The grandfather or the godfather? I don't know. Trevor's older. Of uh, YouTube chats, he's basically been doing them consistently on Wednesday, longer than anyone, hands down. And uh, he's got it down. Oh. He really likes doing them and does them well. So uh, check it out on Never Enough Ammo. Yeah, um, Mondays has a nerd geek chat where they talk about stupid nerd stuff. And then on Wednesdays, they talk about politics and guns. We should call him the great grandfather of chats. Not that old, though. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> I think I'm older than him. And um, I've been doing chats longer than him. So he can be the godfather or maybe the grandfather. But there's no way he's the great-grandfather. So then you're the patriarch of chats? Oh, no. I'm not trying to suggest I've been doing them longer. But I definitely know that I would. I invited Matt into one of mine. So I know that I've technically been doing at least a day or two longer than him. Uh-huh. Anyhow, so um, and, no, I just discovered them. We actually were doing, uh, what's it you called? You discovered that? Back in the day. What? Oh, I just, it just sounded like you said you discovered Matt. I was just thinking, you know, okay, and that's like. Well, Matt was uh, a viewer of mine. I didn't, I didn't watch his channel or nothing, but I had, we would do live stuff on Blog TV back then, which was a different platform, like a different website, Blog TV. Maybe it was blog.tv, I forgot. Anyway, it was some uh, other website, and it was okay. It wasn't the first. We had done live stuff on a thing called QIX off the phone long, long time ago. When we would go to SHOT Show, we could turn on quick on the phone, and we would have live conversations with people all the way up to SHOT Show, just like we do in the lobbies. It was actually just like a lobby, uh, but it was with the cell signal, and that worked all the way up to, all the way up to Flags, uh, Vegas from Tucson. So we would have, like... Eight-hour chats. There'd be like that window between Phoenix and whatever it is, uh, wherever you got that dead air over there for a bit. But otherwise, we had pretty good signal. 
anyhow, after that came uh, Blog TV, and that was more of a web-based thing, so it was tough, tougher to do that one on the phone. I don't know if they even let you do it on the phone, but I was doing, I was trying to do a quiz, actually. I pointed my laptop, my webcam, at a uh, kind of a shelf, I guess you'd call it, like a table up against a wall, and I had, like, I forget what I was actually doing, but I had, like, three things, and they kept getting, like, three buckets or three cups or something, and I kept putting prizes in them, like, every time somebody get a question right or something, and I don't know if I had Matt on as a guest or as a contestant, and I was trying to play with that system, trying to play with the live interactivity of a, of a stream that let me talk and then other people chat. I was like, well, how can we make this into a game show? And uh, like I said, I don't know if Matt won or what, but he decided that was cool and he started doing blog TV after that show. And then uh, whenever we did that for a while, for maybe a year we did that, and that's when Yankee first came around and started coming into there and chatting. And I don't think Yankee ever joined in live or nothing. He would just come into the chat room we all had different color fonts back then. So Yankees was like some goofy color, like blue or purple or something. So everybody knew when he was there. And he was just being weird. He was being Yankee, right? So um, we would be doing these live chats on on blog TV. And I don't think we could record them. But I figured if I could screen capture it, then I could record it. And then I could push it up to YouTube. So I was trying to figure out if YouTube had a way to screen capture and that's when I found live chat, and that was like probably the day they invented it, or like, I mean, I was doing YouTube as a full-time thing then, so I was on YouTube all the time, constantly, and I was digging around trying to find a screen capture thing, and like, boom, all of a sudden, there's this thing that says live chat, so I opened it up, and I went live <laughs> right then, and uh, yeah, and then we didn't have to use blog TV anymore. Matt still did a blog TV show for like six months or something. He did it for a long time because it was still like his custom or whatever. He was used to it. Uh, but he would do like a blog TV show for an hour and then go over to YouTube and do the new YouTube Hangout for an hour. And that's when, that was the end of 2012. That was, no, no, that was still the beginning of 2012. And that's when Matt's chat turned into all the people from blog TV that couldn't be in the chat in blog TV. So they would come over and be in the chat on YouTube. That would have been early 2012, I guess. And then that, we went on the tour, me and Haas went on the tour, and we would jump into the various live chats and do the live chats from the car, from the cop car, um, back in 12, and then Sandy Hook, and then 13, and Every Second Matters, and Gun Channels, and that you fast forward up to today. So there's a little walk down memory lane. How'd that start with uh, freaking Kathy, freaking G? Yeah. What jerk. So. <laughs> I blame her for it too. Yeah, yeah, I'm blaming her. Her and the time, the fact that we do this at midnight now. So, uh, I like I gun websites. I've always been gun websites on everything since 2004. So whatever where I was on blog TV, it was gun websites. I wasn't the biggest channel over there. The the blog TV, the biggest channels were girls. Girls would just sit there and do their homework or look at the camera and make kissy faces or balance shit on their boobs. It didn't matter what they did. They they had all the money. They were the ones making all the all the views. On blog TV, the more views you had, the closer to the top of the front page you got. So every once in a while we'd have a chat that got to the front page, but it was always surrounded by a bunch of girls just showing their boobs. Doing their their live feeds.
Yeah, go figure. And now Twitch TV, that's all it is. Or Twitch, yeah. Snapchat, Snapchat. I don't know. I've never seen Snapchat. I don't think I've ever looked at it. Well, they die. You watch them and they die. It's first the porn. Or for secret messages, I guess. Huh? Oh. Oh. So I think that's the concept, right? You, it's like Instagram, except that things are perishable, and once they're gone, they're not on a server anywhere. They're gone. Oh, okay. Oh, they're supposed to disappear afterwards, yeah. But then don't people capture those all the time and stuff? Oh, yeah. Cops have even solved cases with those. All right, so with that, we'll, I guess, get into sex and guns. So since we've been talking about Matt and the Snapchat, I guess that was a good transition into it. I don't know why we came up with this one. I think we were, somebody said it in the chat, right? And we just threw it in here the other day. So where are we taking that? No idea. Gun bunnies? Sex and guns? There's some sex. Well, how sex sells guns. Sure. I guess. Does it even? It did for a while in the 90s. It looked like there was a lot more like just big, you know, Miami Vice looking girls holding guns, but you don't see that so much anymore. Yeah, you do. You, the Instagram, you see lots of that. You see uh, um, Maybe. Shot Show, you still got gun bunnies at the booths. Barely, though. I mean, barely. Number. I mean, well, Bob's claims it's a naked one, so I don't know what he's seeing there. Topless, but, uh, not naked. Topless. Is, well, they were painted. Car. Car uh, has girls almost always yeah and uh, aim point kind of and one. Yeah. uh wolf wolf yeah. has been doing that only for the last couple of years for the longest time century and wolf didn't bother to do anything oh i love the russian girls <laughs> yeah the, i think that's if we're talking booth babes then those are some of the nicest uh models ever i've been following them on the instagram after because they got their instagram names or whatever to tag them when we Took pictures of them the first time they were there. That was about three, four years ago. And uh, the one, Irina or whatever, I don't know how to say her name in Russian, like she's uh, just a model. She does model stuff all the time, constantly. And uh, you know, it's kind of neat to, I never thought about those girls, but that's what they do. So just like, uh, I don't know, us doing our YouTube thing, they go off and do their thing for the rest of the year, and then they come back to SHOT Show and do their SHOT Show huh. booth babe stuff. Yeah, definitely going to meet them this year. If they're back. Okay, but uh, yeah, okay. So sex will sell guns. I mean, it does. Uh, it sells everything, really. You put a pretty girl next to any product and people are going to come over and look at the product just so they can pretend they're not looking at the girl. Um, I suppose so. Because here's the thing. If you got the wrong girlfriend, wife just some chick standing next to you and you're not even allowed to go look at that thing now because it's got a girl on it. So no, that, that just stopped the sale right there unless you want to be slapped or something like that. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's a 50-50 ratio. I'm just saying, number one, it doesn't affect me. I don't know if I'm just old enough now or it's never the chick I like. I like certain chicks and the little or the big uh, you know, model super or swimsuit type of supermodel chicks don't appeal to me as much as you know, the chicks I like. So, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they have to, just having a chick there, it might make your eyes look over there, but is it going to make you go buy the product or even act like you're going to? I don't think so. 
I think everybody by now has had enough experience to know that just because that chick is hot and you're going to go over there and look at the product means nothing. You're just you're still going to walk away. It's not like you're going to bang her or anything like that. I speak for yourself, man. I can throw this <laughs> He has that Canadian accent. The girls can't help themselves. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, eh? Yeah, Bob Cosby over here. So the Instagram being full of girls. When you brought that up, I mean, that's obviously true. There's a lot of girls with guns on Instagram, but are they selling anything? Are you buying anything because of that? No. Not even. What am I going to do with that little appendix carry holster, you know, or whatever? I'd rather look at a chick holding a gun than, like, either one of you two or anybody else. But at the same time, I'd be just happy if the gun's just laying there because then I don't have her hands in the damn way or looking at her, you know, trying to look, be distracted by her boob or something. So, uh, you know what I mean? It's it's okay, but it's not like you make a decision based on it, I don't think. No, not, not me anyway. Yeah, but it'll get your eyes on the product. That's what they're really there for. They're not, they're not to convince you to buy it, but they're to get you to look at it. They well, okay, I think you've got something. If you've got a whole, like, shot show or something, or, like, you're at a gun show, gun show is a better example. You've got a whole bunch of possibilities where you're going to cast your vision, right, where you're going to look, and then there's the lady with the, it all going on over there. Well, yeah, that's you're right. You're going to look in that direction more. I mean, why not? Not gonna look at some dude sucking on a lollipop when you got her over there busting out of her top. Well, you want to hope not, anyway. So yeah, we we agree then. Yeah, sex sells. <laughs> I don't know the uh, the Dylan is it a catalog? The whatever that periodical I've called a magazine. Um, they do a pretty decent job of having classy gun chicks on the covers. You know what I'm talking about? The Blue Dylan Press? Yep. Or the Blue Press, they call it, from Dylan. You know what you don't see anymore, hardly at all, is posters. That was a thing, and that's one of the reasons, I guess, I'm saying that you don't see so much of it anymore. Yeah. You'd go to the SHOT Show back in the day. And you could get a lot of posters, and 99% of 90% of the posters were somehow a hot chick with a gun wrapped a gun with a hot chick wrapped around it, or like a, just a, all their guns, like their inventory of guns or their catalog of guns. But um, yeah, you don't see that anymore. And I don't know if that's a factor, or nobody wants them, or it's just dumb to try to walk around with a poster in a giant building like that, and they figured out it was a waste of money. Yeah. Probably. But I miss that. I like having the, the posters, especially for, uh, you know, putting them up in on, on cabinet doors or, you know, just in a, behind doors and stuff like those places where, what else are you going to put there? Like, posters are perfect for some places, and if you're going to put a poster up, why not have a, a cool gun with a hot chick wrapped around it? Doesn't make me buy the gun, but it makes me want to have that poster, right? Have something well, cool yeah, plus, you know, in your place, it covers up the walls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what else are you going to put up? Like, art? Yeah, exactly. I don't have that problem. I just don't have any wall space in my camper. Bob lives in a yurt. It's uh, around lattice work with blankets hanging from it. I would live in a yurt if I had one. There's I would. 
Now we don't have to worry when your drunk friends come over that they're going to pee in the corner. Because you're walking in a circle. So yeah. we can, uh, we'll add a yurt to the van chats or something. <laughs> all right, it's weird. Everybody starts saying, all right, I'm out of here. It's too late for me. I'm lightweight and, you know, I can't hang. And then the numbers go up. But So as everybody starts to say, okay, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to bed. The viewer count goes up. So is it people are waiting for the lightweights to go to sleep or it's going to be interesting in this new time slot. We're going to see how this goes. I think they just wanted to hear about your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause in the chat, they're talking about Clover and ghost in speedos for some reason. Yeah. Not, not sure if that's going to be like wrestling or what they're going to be doing, but yeah, it sounds weird. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's, that's, Keep going from that. So, uh, Clover saying the Dylan Blue Press, you know, very classy. Hey, I only had two posts last year, but they're the only two picks on that tag. I don't know what he's talking about. So, uh, is there anything else with sex and guns? What's the sexiest gun? Browning High Power. Why don't we even have this guy on here? We just have like a sign that somebody crudely writes Browning High Power on, set that up against the wall. We can just point the camera at that. I'm going I'm gonna have to go uh I don't know, man. Sexy as Not a VZ-58, but I'll go with potentially one of the AK variants. This one's from Finland, their bullpup, and it looks kind of curvy. I don't know if it's necessarily sexy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of more space-agey. I don't know. I don't know. First sexy guns. I think they're really old double barreled shotguns with the really oh, here. This one yeah. I mean this they're one. they're one here. Eh, eh, no. That's not sexy. That Definitely curvy. Yeah. Is that two magazines in oh spare magazine? This Which stock one? up. This oh, more. That white one. It's like three magazines in that thing. Oh, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah, those are just holders, I guess. That looks dumb. All right, well, we'll throw that out there for the uh, audience, right? So we're trying to keep this the uh, interactive show. AKs. Travis is saying AKs. Oh, oh. Okay. YouTube, we're getting all kinds of guns. Browning, 50 cal, Colts. Uh, See, I can get... Yeah, I could definitely get behind the Colt now. Like an old single-action Colt you're talking about, or are you talking 1911? I'm talking 1911, like Delta Elite. Oh, that's what I'm oh. talking about. I'm talking single 1911. Colt, man, something with lead, like a bird's head grip. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, super crude, old designs. It's so sexy, yeah. I like my ladies like I yeah. like my you know, guns, old and crude. Well, actually, I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, Midnight's out there saying Peacemaker, so I guess you got somebody's on your side. But he's he's kinda weirdo anyway, so 
you go. Cuties with What's the little GT9. You know what that is? Pardoni? Pardini? I don't know. Hold on. Pardoni. A stupid car. Not even a gun. Oh. All right. So, um, I think we can keep going. Browning 50 cal? Mmm. Top, not sexy. Greta Minx, that's a cute gun, but not sexy. Greta 92. I think we'll leave, keep, leave it, keep going since you look like kind of. Yeah, I think we should come, come up with the next, next section and let them fight it out there. We already know it's the Colt. I think we've learned our lesson. Trying to do shoot the guns as a topic is stupid, so. Browning hyper. Oh crap! What's happened now? We got Dano in here. Let the door open again. again. We're talking sex and guns. What are you expecting? <laughs> oh, and his camera's on. Look out, guys! Yeah, I know. We've got a great view up his nose. So we got Dano jumping in from uh, Illinois. Thanks for joining. So um, I think we're going to move on to the next topic, and it's going to be good idea, bad idea. This is a good thing Dano jumped in, so now we can have a good old-fashioned debate on gun furniture in the house. And I suspect this means the hide-a-gun stuff, like the what the picture frames or the mirrors or the coffee tables or I've seen couches. What about beds with headboards? Uh, or pops out? I thought it was like making a lamp out of a shotgun or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, using guns for making furniture out of well, I mean, like, literally, like, you're going to destroy a gun and turn it into a lamp? Or do you mean, like, a gun that's still useful, but it looks like a lamp? I, I seen a documentary on it. It doesn't destroy them, but you have to plug them in before they'll fire. It was a, a guy in a cabin with a bear. All right, so before we do, though, we'll figure out which way we're going to go with that. Uh, we like to feature one of the members over at Gun Channel. And I'm pretty sure he went to bed already because he said he was going to bed a minute ago. But uh, Heavy B is the person we're featuring today. So, uh, again, we tried to feature a member over there. The The place is a uh, community focused on firearms, but it's completely run by the members. And Heavy's definitely one who, I forget now how long he's been around, quite a while it seems like. Uh, and he's just exactly the kind of person we wanted to build the place for. He enjoys it uh, when he's able and when he's there. If somebody has a question, he jumps right in and helps them. Uh, it's very friendly. And beyond all the Internet stuff, uh, when we went out to California, he took us out and fed us. That was pretty cool. And then uh, when he moved to Arizona, he's you know keeps jumping in and doing live stuff, uh, the gun shows, and I guess we did. They go to Big Sandy. Forget, but you know we we. Uh, no, I don't think we did. No. But uh, anyway, I know we did something else with them besides the thing. And we're gonna go down to Tombstone here one of these days. So anyway, uh. Hopefully he'll start doing a live show again, but uh, yeah, heavy B, check him out. He's got a YouTube channel, Instagram, uh, the gun channels, and you know more potentially. Yeah, for sure, definitely a good dude. These two will remain silent, and then we will go on to this good idea, bad idea. Oh, I think I've explained it 
we're going to go with the Haida furniture, right? Haida gun type of furniture, as opposed to Bob's theory of a rifle yeah, turned into a lamp that needs to be plugged in. I don't know what movie he's referring to, but they're both they're both horrible ideas. So that's either one. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I suppose you could always just carry a battery and an inverter around, you know. But yeah, what, are you, what movie stuff. are you referring to? At first, I thought you were talking about Christmas Story. You're not. No, the great outdoors with John Candy. Oh my God! Out loud. <laughs> what does he even shoot? A bear? Yeah, he already shot it once in the ass. He That's shoots like it again. Most obscure. Anyway, so we're talking about hide a gun furniture. Good idea, bad idea, Bob. Uh, good idea, I guess. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, who am I hiding in front? Well, all right, bad idea. Piano. Dano in here? Dano just came here to take time. And he's just swearing at us like, you don't even acknowledge that I'm saying stuff. Anyway, so we will find out from Dano. I'm going to say good idea. So what do we have? Two goods and a no? He muted me. I, I said bad. Yeah. So two goods oh. and a bad. I think we're just going to have to vote good for Dano because apparently he doesn't want to talk to us. So I'm sure he would agree with us. I see. Why would he disagree? The criminal probably locked him in the hide trunk that he had for his guns. Getting ransacked so like, right now. Oh, since you know, me and Bob are on the same side, the correct side, it's up to Jimmy to justify his minority position. I think Dano's locked in the trunk of his car. Is he being hard? <laughs> it's too late for Dano. Yeah. He's got his camera working. You're clicking the wrong red box. Wait a minute. Is that even Dano? That doesn't look like Dano. That guy's got a darker feature. <laughs> like, man, how I shut this phone off. <laughs> Dude, I think Dano's being carjacked. Oh, that's too weird. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, it's a horrible idea. Um, you're sleeping. You're in your house. You got your little hide-a-mantle gun out there. Criminal breaks in. Of course, you don't hear it because you're in a deep sleep. Takes your little hide-a-gun because they didn't have a gun to begin with. They were just some meth head looking to take a couple things and get a couple dollars. Now they're an armed meth head. You're still asleep. They bust in your room. You sit up, grab your gun. Before you can grab your gun, they shoot you with the other gun that they found in your little hide-a-mantle. And you, they saw where you were reaching, so they steal your second gun. Now they got doubly armed, and you got yeah, killed. yeah. You know they're going to sell those guns after that. So I mean, they, those the guns that happen in murders, they are used in murders. They they go, so they get spread around. So they then after that, buy, they go to gun buyback. Then after disaster, evidence just gets burned up. Keep crimes off street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. There you go. Well, you know they don't have time to test all those guns. They don't have any inclination to test all those guns. That's the whole point. That sometimes they go to a big elaborate point to like say, we're not here to arrest you. We want this violence off the streets no matter what. Yeah, yeah say I mean say it comes to a point too, also, not even a criminal. Say it comes to the point where you know, guns are banned and they go door to door or something like that. I know it's a, a shot in the dark, but I'm just you know whatever, but 
just hypothetically, that does happen. You think that people don't know what a what a hide a gun shelf is? They all look damn near the same. What's this big, huge central, you know, uh, central air vent doing in somebody's bedroom? I'm gonna check that out. Nah. Well, well, like, we're not like saying gun loaded sitting on the nightstand or sitting on a coffee table. We're talking hidden. So you're saying that the yeah. criminals have figured out what hidden gun furniture looks like and they know what to start wiggling or jiggling. Well, well I wonder why this is loose. I, mean, you know, I don't know. People well, no, I mean, you you don't have to be an idiot. Criminals' job is to find stuff and snoop. And just as many people as hide guns in something like that are going to hide jewelry or drugs, right? Or right. Um, money, right? So they, they're going to know, hey, that shelf looks like eight times thicker than it needs to be. <laughs> it's not like yeah. they're idiots. All you have to really do is wiggle it. If it's like, you know, wiggling balsa wood, then they know, all right, let's keep going. But if it's like secured to the wall, like it's a gun safe, <laughs> huh, maybe I should just take this whole safe home with me today or this whole shelf home with me. But uh, I don't know. I really don't. I guess it depends on where you live, right? I don't think it's this, it's right to just assume all crimes the same. We live in a pretty safe country, but there are worse places than better. And I suspect it kind of depends. You know, if you live in a place that's right next to a highway, right by a bunch of pawn shops, then I bet you your stuff is going to get stolen and not your... You know, they're not going to spend hours in there digging around. You know, they're just grabbing a VCR or whatever. Where other places, if you live out in the middle of nowhere and they have to drive an hour to even get to your place and their lookouts can see you coming from an hour away, you know, they might be there for two weeks snooping around, looking at every single nook and cranny. Right? Everybody's got a different circumstance. And if they move in while you're on vacation, mm. Good luck trying to hide anything. If they're just in there looking for beer in your refrigerator, then they ain't going to see even a gun laying on the shelf. But I think when they're hidden, that what about for kids or something? I mean, yeah, for a hardened criminal, they always say hardened criminal ain't going to be stopped by nothing. But what about for, I don't know, I imagine like Tony. He's probably sitting there trying to watch TV or trying to watch live chats, and there's like six or eight kids and grandkids running all around. You know, he wants his big boars nearby. Yeah. I guess but, hit a little cabinet or something and it opens up and a 44 pops out or something. But the thing is, now what you're saying, I'm, we had this like coffee table and I don't know how to describe it. It had like things where you could open them up and put coasters in there so that that way the coasters were always with the coffee table, I guess. And then my grandma kept like candles and matches and stuff in there. So. What I do every time I go over there, I open up this cool container that has like candles and matches and shit in there. So how long does it take a kid to figure out in their own home that furniture has a thing? I mean, all they have to do is see you do it once and they know forever, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And all they got to do is suspect or have time on their hands and like I say, poke around, fall into something and go, oh, this chair didn't just move over like I would thought it would. It seemed like it had way more mass to it or weight to it. Like I'm going to start looking why this chair is different. Why did it react differently? How's my mic? Now you're talking. Yeah, we hear you now. I'm on my computer now. My phone intermittently has microphone issues, so I ditched that. So yeah. hidden, now hidden. you're you're speaking not under duress, Dano, right? Nobody's holding the gun to your head or anything. Correct. Blink four times if there's no gun. Seven times <laughs> the gun. So if uh, yeah, no. Hidden gun, you know, furniture that hides guns. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, absolutely, 
fantastic idea. Okay, so it's still oh, just Jimmy. Still but, it, but it has to be properly applied. I mean, you guys mentioned some of the pros of something is obviously way too thick or way too long. That's a dead giveaway. But you got to be a little bit sly about it. Oh, God, he's talking about thick, long, and being sly. I mean, no, I think uh, that's true. a coffee table. It's an, a coffee table is an example. A rifle is really not that thick, but it is long, so a coffee table may be suitable for that, where uh, an end table may be suitable for uh, one or two pistols. You've got to use the right type of furniture, and then it's got to be uh, designed by people who understand are beyond just carpenters, but on the security aspect of the business. What are criminals looking for? And, of course, any high-end criminal who's done his due diligence of homework is going to have somebody who probably has already been inside your house, whether yeah, it's what, paid what off high end, What high-end criminal is ever going to target one of us? You don't need a high-end criminal. You need a nosy meth head that wants their couple dollars and change, and they're going to look through everything that they can. Or right. a 14-year-old who lives down the street, and he's pissed, and he doesn't want to go to military yeah. school, or he wants to go to right. military school. But what I'm saying is, you know, we have, <laughs> periodically, you know, people have service people into their home and, you know, they have information beyond what they're there for. And if they're paid for that information, they will take a double look at everything as they're going through. What about if you just have somebody over, right? And it's like, you want to have guns around. I could, at least for me, I could see that being a thing. We're like, okay, I want to have my guns around. And let's say you're still the type that wants to have a shotgun around. You want to have something big like that. You know, you just don't want it plain sight. Just everybody, you know, it's just tactically not sound to just have it set in there. Right. So you could just have it tucked behind a couch. Like I grew up with guns just tucked behind a couch. Like you'd be playing or whatever, and it'd be like, damn, I guess there's a gun behind this couch now. <laughs> so you just didn't play behind that couch anymore, but you knew enough to leave the gun there. You know what I mean? They would, there was no hiding it. It was just stuck behind the couch or like under the little ruffly part of a chair, like where the chair would be up three inches off the ground or whatever with little legs and they've got a little ruffly part. Right. And, and what it is, is it's using an old call concept called security through obfuscation, meaning it's not like a safe, but it's because you can't see it, it's not easily accessed or even known about. I mean, we use that same term in regards to computer security back in the day. Uh, is If you have an IP that's not registered, uh, yeah, if you know the IP, you can get there. But if you don't know the IP and you have to call it by its number, it makes it a lot more difficult to find it. Now, I'm talking about the 1990s, but I'm just using that as an example. So we changed your mind at all, Jimmy? Makes it a degree more difficult to get to your stuff, whether that's your precious metals, your wife's jewelry, your own stuff, uh, your... Your, your family uh, heirlooms that mean something personally to you? Nope. Okay. So what's the reason that you felt it was a, uh, a bad idea? Because it's, um, like I said, it's doing something that's like in your area where you're at, your bedroom, namely, especially if you're asleep, which is nine times, eight times, whatever times. We're not going to throw statistics out there. It's going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen when you're asleep. Um, but anyway, 
So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not making a case for keeping the stuff in one area. You might wanna have that night table next to your bed. You might wanna have that coffee table out in your family room. You might wanna have that, that cabinet in the kitchen. You yeah, might wanna have in your indoor garage that, that special shelf. So hypothetical, hypothetical scenario, they climb into your window, knock over your coffee table and see that they could, there's a little crack slit in there and it's thicker than it's supposed to be and wonder what the hell that is, and, you know, find a way to open it up. Well, that goes back into the, we, I t mentioned at the very beginning, it depends on the design of it because you can buy stuff that's low end concealed furniture and you can buy stuff that's high end uh, because there is high end furniture that is ungodly heavy and contains no metal in it. It's just, it's hardwoods, it's thick, it's heavy duty. Yeah, but most people- You just can't judge on weight and thickness that something is- Well, you kind of can. Um, if you go into a house and it's all junk from the, you know, this frugal store down the street, the big box frugal store, then, then there's this one solid piece of furniture. I mean, it's possible they have one nice piece of furniture, but more than likely you can kind of tell from the house so it might be easier to hide some of that stuff in a house that has more fancy furniture. Like if, it, if the piece of hiding yeah. furniture doesn't stand out to the other stuff. But I think from middle class on up, what they make today would fit in either one of those scenarios. I really don't know. I yeah, don't... but you're right. If all if all the furniture shopping is done at Target, then it might stand out. Only but there are other options. Only any of that tactical hidden furniture, any of that that I've ever liked was that little uh, staircase thing that G-Web showed. Well, it wasn't little, but staircase thing that G-Web showed on the show a while back. As well that, as the style of your house. Rather than furniture, it may literally be built into your house. Well, yeah. What they Jimmy's make a modification about, like, to, to your stairwell. That's what Jimmy's talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. about furniture or whatever. Specific. Well, yeah, but I don't, the furniture part, nah, I don't like that. So, um, what about, well, okay, we don't have to beat this one. Um, I was just going to mention this. You guys seen this book before at uh, gun shows or anything? It's been I around. No. It's, uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. This one and, and ones like it uh, are out there. And they're little thin books. This one's eight bucks on Amazon, but. You know, I've seen these. They probably go eight dollars or something if you buy them new. But you know, I usually buy this kind of stuff for like two bucks or in the dollar box uh, used. Um, and it's just a little quick, almost like a manual, like just stuff like this. Like it doesn't need any illustration. Or, I mean, the illustration alone is enough. It doesn't need a lot of explanation. You know, they'll just tell you like, hey, there's a little hollow in there. A lot of places have this little thing, and you can make a door this easy. You know, use some magnets, pull off that side and use some magnets and glue them in there. And now it'll come on and off like a door instead of just being a panel. And it's just chock full of little chips and tricks like that. And like that one I like a lot is just go to some place and buy a used, not a brand new, right? Because brand new stands out. Go buy the, go to like the local used hardware place or used uh, uh, home supplies and get a little vent like for an air vent or a long one if you're gonna do an AR or shotgun or something. And then just cut a hole in your wall and put some two by four in there so it has some place to go and then stick your gun in there and uh, put that thing on with magnets or something. So now 99% of people are not gonna question why there's that little vent. They didn't see your house get built. They don't know where your vent holes are or where they're supposed to be. And now 
you know, that's one of the tips from like a book like this. So uh, just lots of little ways you can get stuff hidden without uh, spending a lot or, you know, making it a big obvious thing. Like, wow, this guy's got nothing on his walls except for this really nice shelf. Like, and then some right. cheap crap set on the shelf. Stashing yeah. guns, I'm cool with like staging guns and having them spread out. I'm cool with that within a certain area you, you know i mean it, it has to depend on the person's house but i get away furniture and all that i just think it's a waste waste of money waste of time is it a fad or is it just a factor of people have garages and nice machines and skills and you know like they built something for themselves and someone thought it was clever and then all of a sudden they're building six next time because it's cheaper to just buy six hinges and then they have an extra two or three and they sell them at on gun broker and the next thing you know they're in business I don't know. Has, it really, has there been enough people for it to become a fad i mean i don't i don't even see i don't, people, know. I don't it, know i mean just i'm trying to think like over the years there's always been these books for sure right and then there's been occasionally somebody who builds something like the you were seeing the tissue box with the gun underneath of it like I see those every couple of years. Like somebody remembers them and then start making them for a while, and everybody figures out nobody really has giant boxes of tissue. It's kind of conspicuous. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. So it's like I, I can I remember I've seen shelves with guns in them forever. We've seen books with guns in them since the beginning of guns, right? We've seen uh, what's the other thing uh, besides books? Um, you know, so there's been other pieces of furniture with guns in them over time. But I think that they come in fads. And I don't know if this is just like because there's the Internet and people talk about it on the Internet. So now more people are interested. Or like I say, I think a lot of this stuff that we see more small businesses is because think how many people, you know, that have nice machines and can do almost yes. production level stuff out of their garage. I mean, just people have skills and time and they'd rather be productive and they need the extra money. So, you know, they, there's I think there just are more small businesses now. A, a variation of what we're talking about that I ha have seen out there is rather than buying the entire piece of furniture from this guy or group is that you simply um, literally take a picture of, of, of some particular individual pieces of furniture that you already have. And then because they are the carpenter experts, uh, they figure out a way on how to using your existing stuff to, to create a hideaway that's not going to be obvious if they throw the couch over on its bottom. Well, that'd be, you know, words, oh, like, like that. pictures of your stuff and give it to them and they say, oh, bring me this chair. And then they give you back your chair with a little hidey hole. Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. So you got a chair that you already like, it already fits in. And uh, it's just a matter of having that add-on put in professionally. And and it's not that, yeah, some guy down the street with, with a, a skill saw couldn't have done it, but he would not have done it as well. That's the difference. Or you could just carry all of them in this because it could be potentially like a mine or like a time uh, trap for you. But if you ever go to the, what's it called, Pinterest, which is, it's kind of like Instagram for crafts. And uh, there's, you type in, um, well, I don't even know what you type in over there, but I've got suckered into checking out Pinterest for gun furniture before. And as we were sitting here talking about it, like the kind of corner furniture, like a big piece of wooden shelf thing with cabinets like your mom would get for China or whatever, like dishes. You know, it's like something like that. And they have like this video of like the guy, it's almost like a GIF. Like it's it's just a short video, like an Instagram video 
where it's the furniture and then the guy walks up and kind of pulls and like off the walls like stuff rolls out and it's like basically like a little gun room that kind of unfold like it's like a transformer like one minute it's like your mom's furniture the next minute it's like a little gun room have you seen those kind of things before well, I saw something that was like uh, it used the 16 half inch space between the studs, uh, whether it be for long guns or handguns, um, to so that you could literally store quite a few things. And again, your existing structure, you don't have to go buy new furniture or anything like that. It's just a matter of, you know, as long as you're willing to live there for a certain number of years to get your money's worth back out of it. It's just modifying your existing stuff to be better than it currently is. Instead of hiding that shotgun under the couch, you now use the exact same couch to hide the shotgun in the couch. See, that could be, I could see that as being kind of practical. But buying a whole new shelf for a mirror or a picture that slides up like, oh, this is, this isn't a huge, enormous, oversized, right. thick picture frame that you got this in. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if if Mama wants to redecorate the house anyway, this is where, you know, just one or two items can be slipped into to Mama's redecoration plan. What about, this is sort of what I was talking about, where it's like a thing you stick in the corner or something, and then it just looks like it's got a bunch of glasses and stuff in it, and then it slides out and you got all kinds of guns and stuff in there. There's even a little thing between the drawers or between the... I, th I think it very much depends on the level or the mindset of the team that's going to break into your house, whether they understand and yeah, they like, have is that time. Liquor, like, the, let me get the booze and, you know, go in there and, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, how, many, how much time do they have to rip through your house? Is it all afternoon or is it they got 45 minutes? as well as their personal knowledge and skill set. I mean, there is no guarantee perfect solution. We're saying that this is a better solution to doing nothing. Well, I think it's three to one. So we haven't changed his mind, right? Nope. With the visual aids. All right. Well, so let's keep on. So let's see. Oh, okay. So guess what? It is midnight in Eastern, and that means it's soon to be midnight across the country. Well, uh, in Central. Tonight. What? Almost midnight in Central time zone. So tonight is the, I think I spelled this wrong. I think it's the Geminoids meteor shower tonight, and it should last for a few hours. Yep. Uh, one a minute. So should be pretty good. They say go outside, close your eyes for a bit, get adjusted to the outside, you know, get your night vision, and look up uh, coming from Gemini, but you'll see them everywhere. And it should be pretty neat. One a minute is a pretty good rate. So if you live somewhere where there's good dark, then uh, check it out. One of the yeah. cool if things. If no one has ever seen a meteor shower or even a comet go through the sky, it, it's kind of an awe-inspiring. For me, it was very unexpected because I was in a, a couple of very dark places and I wasn't aware of it. And stuff is constantly coming in every day, every minute into our atmosphere. It just, are we at the, a good location to be able to see it? I think they said this is one of the, the only, if not 
the, one of the few, if not the only, that's not from a comet, a meteor shower that's not from a comet. Right. Anyway, it's one of the neat things we can do with the uh, nighttime format. So I figured I'd throw it in there since I, I yep. follow a couple of astronomy things. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's just the inner geek inside of me, but I think those kind of things are kind of cool to see. I definitely think so. Matt was uh, talking about stuff that happened in 2017 and the, the, uh, the uh, eclipse. And I heard somebody describe it as, you know, that's literally a time when you get to stand in the shadow and, it, you know, of like the solar system, like it's happening. You're standing in the, in, in the shadow. So this is, again, very similar type of thing. You get to actually go out and see something that they figured out with math or whatever that it's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, all we have to do is use the power of the internet to find out about it and walk outside and see something really neat. Yeah, so we can move on to the gun shop of the day, I think. Everybody's cool with that. Um, yep. This is one up in Apache Junction. And I guess I have to find the Vidya, which is right here. I think. Is it? It is not, so I'll try to find the video. That wasn't, I thought this was it. Oh, oh snap, he just got it. <laughs> uh, everybody knows what that sounds means. Uh, we should make this pretty Sneaky quick. Sneaky bugger. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know. I'm trying to make this quick here real quick. Um, you guys know what that mean sound means. Time to crack the knuckles, whip out them keyboards, and get ready for the Daily Tactical Pop Quiz. Today it's a visual one uh, brought to us from the email over at dailygunshow at gmail.com. Uh, I believe it was from Jared. Uh, thanks for that. It was kind of an interesting one. So here we go. Uh, it's a visual one. What is that besides super pixelated? Uh, alien. Dang it. I don't think I was stuck on me anyway. Hang on, let me stick it. Yes. All right. Oh, I know what it is. What is that? It's a bunch of fidgy widgets. <laughs> 42 is not correct. Negative. No, it's not. Derrick round. Yeah, I I'll accept that. Give me one more second. Anybody wants to be more specific, and yeah, I guess we'll have to accept that one. That's some basketball player. <laughs> it's actually a trown, right? It's a trown. Trown. Yeah, did somebody say that one? Because I would take that one over the dare dick or dar dick or whatever. No, no, dar dick. I think somebody said it after I said it, but yeah, dar dick. It's a, it's a dar dick thirty-eight special round. Let me see if I could. There's a gun, and there's how it works. It's a triangle, triangle round, and they would stack like this, kind of double stack, and then the chamber. But they are the chamber, so the thing just sort of revolved around and took them in and shoved them out over here. Wasn't it? So, it was kind of like a. It was like a. It was magazine fed, but it was like a revolver type of deal, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was not locked on. So it, they kind of come. You can kind of see from this 
graphics. Oh yeah, okay. They come up, they they fill in the the part of the I don't know if you call that the cylinder, I guess. They become the chamber and then once they're shot, they just fall out this side over here. Yeah, it's real neat. They got a cool there was a cool YouTube video that he shared. I didn't get the link, but they're real neat. So it's is like the case rifled. That's a rifle it, it, Is the um, barrel rifle for the projectile, and is the projectile round, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, the projectile is kind of normal inside of it. It's just a way to, I don't know, cycle them, I guess? So, I just don't like, understand yeah. why they... I That's mean, you could have done the same thing with an open-ended round chamber rather than a triangle trainer and accomplish the same thing. Well, then he would have had to have a full chamber, whereas he doesn't. He just has opened on the sides, and that's how it ejects. Well, I mean, obviously it wasn't all that sound. They didn't continue doing it, so it, was not, it wasn't perfect or nothing. No. It just seems that, you know, ejection has, you know, granted it's had to evolve a little bit, but at that, what, what year was this? The Dardrick or whatever it's called? Yeah. How if I know? Well, just approximately. I don't mean exactly what year. 1958. Approximately. Okay, yeah, yeah. 1958. <laughs> uh, ejector issues and extractor issues long been solved. Yeah. Uh, they're going after a problem that didn't exist. Pretty much, but that's why it wasn't successful. Well, but I understand anyway, having a prototype. Yeah, just shut for a minute, Daniel, because I got to say something. So steadily, that means you are the tactical hot shot of the day. Sorry, Dano, but I had to get. No, out that's okay. Congratulations, steadily. But yeah, it just seems like I'm wondering, like, other than a protofile, which I understand you want, you want to try new ideas. That's the point of protofiles. But beyond that, why they would put any effort into it? I guess it was just to make it's just to reduce the complexity and cost of the open chamber firearm design making it feasible for commercial production. Okay. Yeah, I would say it seemed they overcomplicated, but I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I would never want to discourage something just because it's weird and different, just because you never know when that new cool thing that John Moses Browning did not think of uh, suddenly might be invented. Yeah, well, imagine if it took off, and that's what like we were using nowadays. I don't know. That'd be kind of neat. No. Yeah. So... I would never be shame anybody for a prototype just because it was different or weird. Well, at the same time, let's take another look at that thing. Can you imagine what that trigger pull is like to make this thing happen? I mean, it's got to pull it up and around and shoot it. And the, look how weird that hammer is. Oh, that gun looks like it's the worst. Yeah, this thing was looks it, like, what are you doing? Like, what what is going on with this? Like, was it gas-operated to assist with the cylinder turning? Uh, that don't look like it's doing nothing with gas, dude. That looks like the oh, okay. simplest of barrels ever, no? Okay, because if all of it is due to the trigger pull, including the rotation of the cylinder, then yeah, it's got to have like a 25-pound pull. But the good news is all those people that can't handle the Glock grip angle are going to love that grip angle. <laughs> it is straight up and down. You can't get any straighter than that. You're going to love that. And then, boom, just make it into a rifle. Just screw the barrel off, I guess. 
you click the, you know, the right. Well, that brings up another issue that I think it's, you know, maybe not today, but maybe in a future show ought to be talked about is all the innovation that's been stifled due to regulation because what's a pistol versus what's a rifle and what's allowed. Oh, for sure. Definitely. PDWs. Yeah. I mean, being able to have one gun and turn it into two guns because it's a pistol that can become a rifle and vice versa quickly and efficiently. All right. Well, thanks for doing that one. I feel like, though, that we've mansplained the trown enough. Yeah. Do you guys understand the trown now? I hope mansplaining so. is what I do best. <laughs> so now we'll go into one of the reasons we started doing a daily show, and that is to play YouTube ads that we don't get paid for on our show. Then yeah. uh, to talk about a new gun shop every day. Shop in Apache Junction, Arizona, just east of Phoenix. It's called True Guns. You can see it's a small shop in a little strip center, but they've got a lot of inventory and it's displayed very well. You can see everything they've got in stock right away. Uh, we talked to them for a while and real friendly staff. They have quite a few in innovative things that they do with the community with new shooters as they come in. So let us know in the comments if you're familiar with True Guns in Apache Junction, Arizona. And stay tuned for lots more on the Gun Show Loophole Tour. Of .com encourage you to take a CCW class every year. Practice at least. Nice, bird and sweet. We only went in there for a couple of minutes, but uh, pretty nice shop. Yeah, that's real cool. That's uh, that's cool. We put that in there, but yeah, we went in there for a minute, and uh, yeah, real good conversation over there. Real friendly. Um, they're somewhat new. I know they're under a year old so far. Um, so yeah, it's a real cool place. Was it like uh, nine? We went there, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Nine months, ten months, something like that. Did I know in the last week of January, they're doing like a real big community event thing. They're having uh, what's the one ice cream place? They're they're having a big ice cream place come out there and uh, serve everybody for free. It's gonna be real cool. So, what's their primary uh, focus as far as the types of customers are trying to get in? Hunting, uh, competition, CW, <clears throat> something else. Well, they I do pretty much. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think they're trying to be the farthest east east shop in Arizona in Phoenix. I mean, yeah. they they are by themselves out there, so they're a little bit of everything. Did yeah, you throw a rock at New Mexico? But <laughs> no. the way that the city sprawls out, they just happen at the moment be the furthest one east. So, but they're out by themselves, so they can they don't need to compete with everybody else and be like the hunting one or the AR fifteen one. They can just be the gun shop out where they are. Yeah, and they pretty much cover everything. I mean, like you can see where it leaves off at. They have a lot of those older kind of guns, but they got a lot of modern stuff. They got a lot of, it's a pretty good option, or a pretty lot of, a pretty lot, a lot of options. But um, they're trying to expand, too, which is kind of cool. Like, he's trying to expand out to get a range and stuff like that, so it's actually really cool. I wanted to get them on for an interview one of these days, but, you know, we'll see if that happens, but. That current picture you got up there with that Mossberg shockwave. Um, yep. And this is for anybody. Uh, what are the practical ways for self-defense purposes of, of of deploying that? Oh, I think it would be great. for I, Right now, I actually put it in as like a third gun in rotation to use. Um, it's, it's good for sh around corners. It's definitely good to have. Um, I put a sling on, two point sling on it. I would recommend people that got it do that. 
um, and definitely get some practice with it because you'll notice once you get practice with it, it shoots super duper high. You could aim dead center at 15 yards and completely miss the target. So, does uh, short shucking does short shucking tend to be an issue with that particular gun or no? Um, a couple of people that have shot it have had issues. I've noticed that they'll they'll pump it and they won't uh, a round won't go in the loading gate, and then they'll um, you know do the whatever it's called upstroke or whatever they'll close the bolt and the shell that was supposed to go on the loading gate just drops out of the bottom. But mm-hmm. I've never had that happen to myself personally. So, yes, I've seen it happen, but I've never had it happen to me yet. Uh, the the reason, only reason I ask is because I had a, a Mossberg 500, uh, and I occasionally did have issues uh, with uh, where I know I went 100% back, 100% forward, and yet uh, I had problems with no round. Yeah, 500 ain't the greatest. 588 kind of suck. Uh, I mean, 500's all right, but they're not the greatest. Well, and that's what I'm wondering is is if that shock wave mechanically is basically a 500. No, it's basically a, it's pretty much a 590. Okay, so it has like a steel fire control group. No, it's not a 590A1. But uh, everything I the else. the 590 was steel. No, 590A1 is. Oh, okay. 590 is still plastic or polymer or whatever, but um, everything else is steel, and then they have the dual extractor and all that, mm-hmm. and a thicker barrel. Since we got the pictures up here, I was also going to mention they had these metal signs that were kind of cool. I don't see too many stores that bother with them, so uh, I thought that was kind of unique. Yeah, those are pretty neat, too. I like those, and they got little like snarky sands on there. Pretty cool. So those are not like magazine covers on the wall? No, they were like metal. They're like real parking signs, but. Okay. But uh, like kind of like one of them beware a dog things you can get or something like that, kind of? Like don't yeah. beware a dog, beware the owner. I carry 45 or something. Yeah, yeah. This house is protected by Jesus and Smith and Wesson or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, cool place. So awesome. Um. Where does that take us? So, uh, Roost is asking if anybody else watched the Puppet Master last night after the chat. Anybody watch that movie? Negative. Yesterday? God, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. How about this movie? Then, so every day we do feature a movie, something gun related, ideally. And, uh, it's Young Guns. Has everybody seen this one? Oh, yeah. yeah it's been a while. Good but movie. But, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. Really good movie. I liked it. That was one of the movies when I was a kid that had me, like, jumping off of couches and stuff like that. I was still little when I seen this movie. Give it two thumbs up. Yeah, I give it two thumbs up, too. It was a good one. I liked it. Made me, made me think back upon my misspent youth. It really probably only deserves one thumb, but for nostalgia purposes, I'm giving it two. Yeah. Oh, no, I I definitely give this a uh, recommended thumbs up. So I'm going to give it one. My problem with it is it's a little bit too plain around for a Western. I don't need comedy in my Western. And then 
and I haven't seen it in a long time, but from what I remember, it's trying to be the New Mexico uh, Chisholm situation, right? And it was all wrong. It was like wrong. Like, and I was, I'm no historical, whatever, like accuracy guy, but it was just like. It was completely anybody that's had like eighth grade social studies class knows that that, that was all wrong. Yeah, so I mean, so that part of it was like annoying to me. I'd rather they just. I would have liked it better, and I don't have a problem with the movie or nothing too much. But it just was annoying that it kept being weird. So I would have rather they just didn't try to act like it was real life names and just had a bunch of characters. Yeah, made it its own thing. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, and isn't this the one at the end they? They burn the building down in the middle of town, and they're all in the building or something. I don't think I I didn't get that part so much. Like didn't they just all stay in the building, in the house? Uh, I just remember seeing it because the guy from Mighty Ducks was in it. That's that's mostly why I seen it. That was Emilio Estevez. So I I may have seen it twice, but I'm pretty sure the last time I seen it, I was. Maybe a double-digited kid. All right. Well, it seems like everybody's giving it two. I'm giving it one, and that's the movie today. If you have ideas for movies, I think we're good for a little bit here. But uh, we had people give us a bunch of ideas recently. But feel free to let us know. Um, we're looking for gun-related movies that people might not have seen in a while. Or like Matt did the other day, tell us a movie that was just awesome. Did you hear about that movie, Dano? Uh, no. Okay, so uh, Matt did a top five on his nerd chat the other day. Um, I think it was oh, it was sci-fi movies from the 1990s. And he'd come up with one called The Puppet Masters. I think it's plural. The Puppet Masters from 1994. It's not a good movie. But Bob doesn't like it, but I think it was great. It's sort of like... Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So made the based off a book by Robert Heinlein though. So great author and I just thought it was really good. Nice long, interesting let movie. Me, let me ask you a question. It's about the movie, but it's also about, you know, me, the movie watcher. I cannot stand horror movies. Well, movies no, I thought it was No, it's not. Uh, There's another movie called Puppet Master, which is a bunch of little puppets, like with strings, puppets, and they have knives, and they go around killing people, gory, and it's like a horror movie. It's not that. This is, I mean, there's aliens, and there's a little bit of blood in I guess, but it's not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi movie for sure, and an action movie, I guess, a little bit. So is this one, I got a description here from Wikipedia, says The Puppet Master is a 1993 Taiwanese film. No. That's what I thought it was. The t- Puppet Masters. Yeah, with an S at the end. And it's in 1994, and Donald Sutherland's in it. So it's got real actors, yeah. I had a difficult time trying to find any references to it. I mean, yeah, I see The will. Puppet Master, and then I see... Well, here's the thing. Uh, if you look at the show notes from yesterday, I have a link to where you can just watch it on YouTube. That was the other nice thing about it is it's like almost a two-hour movie. You can just watch it on YouTube for free. Okay. We'll try to take a look at that. You guys took the tabs away, huh? 
No, they're down at the bottom. It all shows the second tab over. It just takes oh. a second to populate when you first open it. All right, so um, that was our movie today. What else we try to do? Did the gun shop? Uh, sometimes we do a gun of the day. Bob? Oh, Bob's taking a break at the moment. Oh, I didn't see that. So gun history. We got some history coming up here. <coughs> oh, I guess it doesn't help if I don't mute on the actual thing. So uh, sorry about that. Um, there's history coming up. I don't know how to do this now. Since we're doing the show at midnight, to, it is technically tomorrow for us. But, you know, we did this show. We started this show with today being tomorrow. Does that make sense? So as soon as the yep. show starts, we're in tomorrow. So that means it's the 14th technically. But um, um, so I guess today, even though, well, it, anyway, today is uh, the anniversary of Brian Terry's death. So uh, the Fast and Furious sent AKs down to Mexico. Uh, reason that became known is when someone came back across the border and there was a firefight down south of Tucson. So uh, that was the anniversary of that was uh, 2010, so seven years ago today. Yep. Not a good thing. No. Uh, 1939, League of Nations drops the Soviet Union from membership. So there you go. In 1960, today in 1960, a U.S. B-52 bomber set a 10,000 mile non-stop record without reloading. 10,000 miles. Okay, I, I lost my connection. And they're still flying today. I was able to fly to the 50s. Go ahead, down. I was able to find that film, so I did bookmark it for later. Yeah, if you can handle it being a 1994. Yeah, Anybody hear me? Yeah, you're blown out. You don't hear us? You just got really loud. Yeah, I can, I can hear you now. But yeah, I, I can handle it as long as I like. Sorry. No, you're just on a weird lag or something. No, you're, we're done talking. And then you got me all excited. All right, so I think I might have almost missed the gun of the day, but let's do the gun of the day. Uh, hold on, there's another anniversary one today. Uh, oh. Andy Hook was today, 2012. Well, now let's talk about the gun of the day. Yeah. UDP 9 PDW. Now, these are really cool, and I can't believe I missed them at SHOT Show. Okay. I can. What kind of firearm is this? It's a 9mm carbine on an AR-15 type platform, but it uses Glock mags. And uh, it's really cool. It was at SHOT Show, and I missed it this year, or last year, so. Um, yeah, I kind of, I don't know, just stumbled across it today and went, oh, that's kind of cool, because I think what it was is last year I wasn't into 9mm carbines, but now I've been kind of thinking about them, and I kind of want one now. I mean, 
uh, pistol caliber carbines have been around for a while using the AR platform, whether it's they just put in a, a magazine block to uh, to make the adjustment to fit a different style magazine. And, of course, they have to add their own bolt and barrel. This is but, all uh, all new version, though. And it's right, way but cooler. Like, like just right carbine, which is a, from, from stem to stern, is made to be complete that way. Yeah, this one's cool. Because um, I picked it for the gun of the day today, so that makes it cool. Uh, but anyway, it's really neat, and they make one in white, which looks just like something a star, star like a stormtrooper or somebody would carry. Well, it's for snow ops. Yeah, I know, but it looks perfect. But yeah, I just think they're really cool, and I don't know why. Because I don't like ARs, but for some reason, I think that one's really cool, the white one. I just want a white... Nine millimeter carbine. Is it the way that the stock collapses that you kind of like, or I don't know something what it else? Is. You know, I don't know what it is I like about it. It's the fact it uses Glock mags, I guess, because I mean, everybody and their dog's got a Glock. It's like having the Chevy of the gun world. Myself. By the way, for ten millimeter lovers out there, and I'm sure you guys have already mentioned it, even if just in passing. High Point is coming out with their 10 millimeter carbine. Uh, carbine. The Planet of the Apes have turned to 10 millimeter. Wow. Well, it'd be more useful than that nine. But I'm thinking, like the nine, it's just like it's like having a little 22 Ruger 10-22. You know, you got no recoil. A little wink, wimpy round. It would be so badass for shooting gophers and stuff. But I'm thinking that would be handy. Carry it in your back. It's nice and handy, short. Oh yeah, that thing would be just badass. Good varmint gun, truck gun. Yeah, I just think they're really cool. And like, it takes a lot of the AR-15 accessories, so. Glock magazines. So what could be cooler? Like Dano said, the can't stand Glock. Like Dano yeah. said before, you got the issue with laws, so making it a PD, a PD, an AOW, no, an SBR, making it a short barrel rifle would be ideal. This gun here, because then you can do whatever stock you want. You can do that stock. You'd be good to go. You can just basically do what you want. But then, like you called it a truck gun you'd have issues going between states. So turn it into a pistol like this one, and you can't put your vert grip on front, so it's not quite the same gun anymore. But then, sure, technically you can legally go between states, but you know you do a folding brace on this thing, or a, just that standard brace, and I suspect the wrong cop who doesn't pay up, you know, attention to ATF letters, you could just have as much grief as if it was an SPR, potentially. Well, except for the fact that it's not, so it, you're legally in the right. So, I mean, yeah, it could be a hassle. Legally but... right while it ruins your vacation, you got to spend it explaining to a bunch of cops who don't even care, you know. Oh, well, I could show you on YouTube videos. I mean, how do you explain that? Have the ATF letter printed out somewhere or something. I don't know. 
But anyway, I'm just essentially it's that would fight with it as a PW. But only because of the laws. If the laws weren't a thing, if the laws weren't a thing, I'd rather just have an AR this small. But uh, I guess I could see your point having a whole cheap nine millimeter shoot. Oh yeah, uh, I mean that's the thing. It's nine mil is dirt cheap, so you can just play with it all day. All right, so that's our gun of the day. And an excellent gun it was. I think we ran a little bit long today. We're at eleven twenty already. I think we started pretty much on time too, right? Yeah, I think we ran a little over. Uh, it's we, my we never did the showdown. We still gonna do that? Oh snap! Um, it's up to you. I think we're like twenty minutes over, so it's up to you. I don't care. Yeah, it's like uh, an extra ten minutes to do the showdown, and or not even ten minutes, probably, and that's yeah, should be fine. We're already over anyway. It says thirteen seventy, so we were at thirteen forty, so we have thirty new ones. I'll put this in here, thirteen seventy, and my screen turns off. No, yep. so no. Over. All right, so we'll scroll down a ways. Hey, look, that's kind of. You can see the difference between Bob's. And then all I did is when I put it through, I used little filters on Instagram itself to basically create more contrast, I guess, or kill the contrast, whatever it would be called. Yeah. Kind of see the difference. Mine's a little bit lighter, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so we would come down here to where they start, and we got about 30 to go. Clover, I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. I think I remember the cowhead ones. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember that one, yeah. All right, well, we'll start here with like, there's already a like on it, so Chris. Go to here. Go to here, old school, new school, six. Oh, you see oh cool. That, uh, right. Oh, yeah. I like that. And Smeggy plus some. How's my mic? Good. But you knocked me out. <laughs> no, everything's being weird. I don't know. Probably doing something or changing something at YouTube. I've had trouble staying connected to shows too lately. Yeah. Chris with the uh, red. I don't really like the red. Uh, what do you call uh, it? When they fill in. That's dangerous. Huh. The white is more of a contrast or something. Like you could read it easier. Uh, it looks like pink. Well, it's guy. personalizing the uh, the gun to to fit your personal taste. So here's pink making an AR10, just cause making an AR10 project. Nice. Just just throwing together some parts. Thing. I really like that because uh, it's basically the one I got. Oh, you already got this. Well, he got. I got the cheaper one. He got the more expensive one. Right on. Oh, then we both AR-10 AR lowers. I didn't. I thought you were still deciding. I didn't know you had already got one. So uh, our friend Clover got his thousand subscribers over on YouTube. So yeah, super chat. Pretty neat. Looks like Steadley's got some Glock parts in there. Now that's pretty. 
Another one from Studley getting some reposts in from Studley. Easy. Here's Ghost's new logo. With That's the, pretty uh, neat. What do you call it? Like the stainless steel kind of look. Bunch of loot that you got at the gun show. Yeah, Did that's he, awesome. Did he get his knife there, there too? Dude, I don't remember. He might have. I remember the bat, though. Or the... Do you remember this shotgun? How you were going to buy this shotgun, and then Angry was like, oh, I'm going to poof the shit out of you, and went and bought that shotgun off of Mario? Do you remember that part? <laughs> it's it's very that. much uh, apocalyptic um, shopping. You bought both of these at the Star Show. And the gun? Nah. No, I think the gun was his already. This one's pretty nice. That's neat. I wonder if he has it balanced in there or like the trigger's wedged in somehow. I think it's oh, no. They balance that. That's balance. how good those guns are. This one's okay, but I don't, oh, no. I don't understand the senseless removal of the bayonet from this picture. I refuse yeah. to the part. What are we in? What are we here in California or something? What do you mean? It's there. But I know, but he cut off the blade part. And just to piss him off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like the repost, but not his. So that's just messing with him. Then we got Ghost posting this. You would think a grown man had something else better to do than take a picture of another grown man and eat a pretzel, and then post it on the internet. Right. How do you know it's a pretzel? I was standing there watching him. I thought I thought it looked like a piece of beef jerky, but yeah. Huh. He was licking the pretzel, like the salt off of it. Man jerky. Oh, man. So then we got an SKS here, which they also call man jerky, I guess. <laughs> See how much nicer they look? But if you're going to color fill, color fill in white. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, now, now, now that looks good, but it's personal taste. I mean. Well, did you see that red one before? I was just saying the yeah, red. I mean, it's not the color I would pick. Yeah, no, the, white, the white pops more. I don't know. I mean, I pick white just simply because I'm Caucasian. Wait, that that last one was cool. I think there was actually a couple pictures in that last one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Oh, the inside folder. Yeah, nobody, everybody doesn't have like a dozen, a dozen of these. Yeah, really. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff going out from uh, Clover. I did the same thing to that one. I like. Zapped it with the filters and got it and lighted it up. That's personalization. I explained this in court. Yeah, exactly. Is that so your shots will for sure hit them and kill the poor victim? Well, the last thing I remember him muttering was, Do you feel lucky? <laughs> the, last thing, the last thing he says was, Look at the Irish. And then, oh, you don't have the luck of the Irish, do you, boy? It looks like Smeggy and a bunch of this is all stuff from his uh, loot. We're going to show loophole tour. Oh, sweet. So we're doing a rainbow of bullets. Kind of cool. So I like that. Clover's all about the rainbow. Look at that. Box 17 now. Yes, nice. The four, uh, Gen 4, though. So it's got a big beaver tail thing going on too. So he's got a 17L and he puts the thing on the back and he leaves the plastic like Glock thing up front. Well, that's so that if he ever wants to <laughs> sell it, he can take that RMR off 
and just you put the rear sight back in and be able to keep the RMR. This gun ain't giving away. They ain't giving that thing away. I'm just saying, put yeah. a couple bucks in a piece of metal up here instead of that piece of plastic. Piece yeah. of metal. There's a yeah. tool they make for that. It's only like eight bucks. Uh, then we got a really. Right this took me a second to figure out what this was the first time I seen it. <laughs> uh, loaded slugs. Yeah. Not a like a toy or something. I was like, oh wait. There's pink's uh, snowflake lower. Yeah, that's neat. I can't wait to see how he color fills that. Yeah. So there's Bob's picture. What the way you're gonna lay out your decals? Yep. That's the decals gonna go on the side of the camper. Sweet. So that's you. That's the way it came. And then I did the repost app, and then it gets shoved into Instagram through the repost app. And then it goes through Instagram, just like if you pulled it out of your computer's or your phone's memory. So it's going to let me go through the editing steps, just like it would with any other picture in Instagram. So I did, I forgot the two. It's like all the way to the right, and it's like shadow or something. And you apply it, and then boom, it brightens it up, gives a little bit of contrast. I don't think I lost too much. I lost a little bit of contrast on the, the sticker that says gun channels. Mm -hmm. But I think it's worth it for brightening all this part up. Yeah. It just makes the table more contrast to the background, I think. Anyway, that was like two or three clicks with the Instagram and then uh, popped it out on the Gun Channels channel. Now I've got about half the decals applied now. So. Yeah. You got the stripper clip one sideways. Yeah, I changed that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. G-Web's mentioned that. All right. Well, that was about 30 of them. I started down here somewhere. And you guys have a, an obvious choice yet? Um, hmm, I'm going to vote for Angry's. Angry. Uh, I like the, the Trench Warfare pick. This one. You mean uh, the end of the world? Yeah. yeah. I'm, going the, I'm going for the Apocalypse post, too. I like it. Uh-oh. Dano? Can you scroll to the bottom again? I think it was around here that we started. I think this that one. Was the clover, I think. This one, yeah. I'm thinking about the homie. This dude. This was last week, so you don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right, well, I'm torn. It's either going to be the NAA, which is a cool picture of an NAA, or Clover's Thousand. What do you I'm, think? I'm thinking about the Ghost logo. The oh, ghost? Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Shit. Well, then, if Bano's going to take the Ghost logo, you guys took this one. I'm taking this one. You'll still win, but at least we got all three of them in a row. So the best picture is on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. This one. All right, so there you go. So now we've answered it, and an angry wins. So there you go. We don't give anything wins this, do we? I don't know. Greedy. Being so yeah, it's just a, just the gratification of knowing that they got to have you their pictures judged. That you won, angry. Do you need another prize? No kidding, eh? No. Hey, we have a new subscriber. So look at this. You guys get this thing? I just know. Oh, I get a little box up here when somebody subscribes to the channel, and I never noticed it before. Maybe nobody ever subscribes to my stuff when I'm live. 
Yeah, I've never noticed that either. That's cool. All right. Well, with that, I think we are wrapping it up. We that was episode six four sixty three. We talked about sex and guns. Then we talked about stowing furniture around the house, hiding it in furniture, hiding guns in furniture around the house. We've decided it's a good idea. Um, we did the hashtag daily gun show showdown. Uh, we had 30 pictures come in this week. That's pretty awesome. What is that? Six a day? No, well, less than that, but it was quite a few. So appreciate everybody who's jumping in on that. This will be the first week we're doing the hashtag daily gun show showdown. Um, at the new time slot, right? So with a lot more people watching, hopefully we'll see a lot more activity over there on the IG. Uh, and talk about this, the gun shop today and the fact that today is both the anniversary of Sandy Hook, which is yet, and there's going to be a lot of people trying to uh, bring all that up, especially because they think they're going to get some political, what, advantage with uh, HR 38 going through. Uh, but it's also, let's not forget Brian Terry and uh, Fast and Furious. And uh, if we forget about those things, don't hold feet to the fire, then there are no consequences. We are the consequences, our, our you know, memory of that and whatnot. So uh, take all these things to your shows, have fun with them. And uh, what, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the morning, like the, what are you guys calling it in the morning? Um, well, tomorrow I'm gonna actually, uh, I worked it out with Sean, I'm gonna jump on and do, uh, I guess, the early watch, original early watch. Uh, we're going to just do uh, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, see how it goes. So this is just like new Coke. This is the same kind of fiasco. You guys were like, oh, we're going to drink one, and it's going to taste great. And then everybody's like, and then you're like, hey, it's classic Jimmy coming back on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, yeah we'll see. That's what we had to do. We had to go to come back, so we're seeming like we're fresh now. So um, uh, we're going to come with that. He just said semen right in front of Bob. Come on. <laughs> so is the plan still to, to start at 9 a.m. Eastern? Yes, sir. It's starting at 9 a.m. Eastern. And then after we're done, like I said, it's either going to be an hour or two hours. And then uh, Pottery's going to run a lobby till prime time or until midday, whatever. Jimmy, don't call Dano, sir. He gets full of himself. So, uh, when you started off, you were doing like almost an all-day show. What happened? Yeah, um, it, that started to suck. So, <laughs> okay, our show at noon. Well, yeah, that too help out, and then, well, circumstances change, right? Now you got Pawnery who's able to run massive lobbies during the day, which works out, and you got Tony and Pawnery and and uh, Jimmy. I'll jump in there angry quite often, so. That's a pretty, what do you call that when like uh, a bunch of people collaborate on something like that? A collaborative effort? Like a guess. cast. Yeah, and also it's like a cast. So you've got people that, you know, cover it. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It's like yeah, we try to have some news. It's yeah, like try the all-stars on, yeah? Yeah, I guess. We're, we're happy with the B team, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so that's everything tomorrow, and then it's Thursday night. So uh, Clover's going to be coming on prime time. Um, crap, I just had a brain fart. Most comes on Thursday. Tech Daddy with uh, Gun News Weekly, and then uh, it'll be me and Matt are back on. We have to do Yankee show again Thursday. Then oh, okay. 
Clover, though, right? And then when does Atlas do a show? He just does them on Tuesdays and... Thursday. Should be Thursday. Yeah, okay. I thought he did a Thursday show. What? Atlas does a Thursday show? I must have been missing it. Yeah, I guess you did miss his Thursday show. Yeah. <laughs> One in particular, for sure. Oh, and then let's not forget Heavy's show that he does. Oh, yeah, Heavy doesn't do a show anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. Heavy is new show. All right. Well, that sounds like what's happening tomorrow on the Gun Channels. We'll be back here at midnight with uh, episode number 464. Is that a calendar? Nope. That's something. Uh, we'll be talking about CCW. CCW on a budget, specifically. We'll talk about gun stuff, gun gifts under 20 bucks. So gun gifts you can give to a kid or to somebody you might know from work or something. Uh, so, so we're going to be talking about Ring of Fire guns. <laughs> I wish I'd get in front of 20 bucks. I'd have a lot more. Uh, then training. What's the best distance to actually train with the different guns and for different purposes? So what's the best distances to actually train? We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about a gun shop and everything else. So you're going to start like from training with a a little palm pistol all the way up to a 50 BMG rifle. Sure. If that's why we want to do it. I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know what you had. I don't really think about it either. I just put the topics in there, and then whenever we start the show, we wing it, and we figure out how we want to run that topic. Yeah. That'd be a great name for a new show called Wing It. (laughs) Yeah, all about duck hunting. Which so is the name of a Tuesday show on at nine o'clock? Wing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's remember that we got a Patreon over there. We got people who uh, support us on the Daily Gun Show. We have a separate one for the Daily Gun Show. We also have the gun or the, yeah the gun websites one, uh, where we're driving around the country doing the uh, tour, checking out gun shops and spending money that's contributed by our supporters. And uh, we spread that money around to gun shops and people that set up the gun shows uh, and create videos and share the adventures. So if it's interesting and it's something you're, sounds interesting to you, then check it out on the Patreon. We have a convenient link in everything we do. All right. I think Bob can All right. Think. So I think we can wrap it up now. So we're going to do a quote. As usual, um, this one's by, oh gosh, Winston Churchill. But this one's kind of timely for the season. So uh, before that, though, I just want to remind everybody, like, share, subscribe. I mean, come on. We, we want to get this channel going a little more. If you really like us and you really want to support us, support us on Patreon. There's a link in the show description. But on with our quote, Winston Churchill. Christmas is a season not only for rejoicing, but of reflection. So uh, on those wise words from a very wise man, thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll see you all tomorrow. Guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. Regulators. Regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street.
Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, Ernie Keith. Regularly. 